Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. We have really got to change that intro because Scotty Holtmeyer is not here today. And usually he's not here. But welcome in no. to Leather Brains as always. Your host here, Slap Dog. And I am joined by not Scotty, but I have Yeti here. I've got Alan. And today we have our first ever guest here on Leather Brains. He came prepared wearing the leather hat. We have Zach here from Beerly Sports. How's it going? Zach, we appreciate you joining us, brother. How's it going? It's going great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, I I, I wanted to come on here and uh, talk with talk some football and maybe make a couple people angry with uh, some more of my uh, opinions. But uh, that's what I do as a podcaster. <laughs> That's that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. And we're glad to have you here. As I mentioned, for those of you who are listening on a podcast and not on our live stream or video, Zach is wearing what I would describe as probably the, the perfect attire yep. here on this show. He is wearing an old leather football helmet. Um, mm-hmm. And he, in the first 30 seconds of this show, has already outclassed everybody that works here at Leather Brains. So you're doing great so far. That's... But why don't you tell us a little bit? You know, I, I, I mentioned you were the... Uh, you're the host and owner of Beerly Sports. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So I'm the I'm one of the hosts of Beerly Football, and I'm the owner of Beerly Sports. And um, so Beerly Sports podcast, we have football, hockey, baseball. Uh, we got hoops. Uh, we we cover pretty much every sport there is. So, gotcha. Very cool. And um, you guys on where where are you at? Where can these people find you at? So you can find me on Twitter at Beerly Zach. Um, that's my, uh, Twitter handle and, uh, you can follow, follow, uh, any of the Beerly, uh, podcasts on any Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Perfect. Now I got to ask this question. It's something that, um, we all here at Leather Brains really do want to know here. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite beer? What's your favorite kind of, are you an IPA guy? Are you an ale? Are you, um, <laughs> a dark beer guy? What's, what's the, what's the skinny here? What's the mm-hmm. best beer for Zach? So on a like if I'm if I'm just, you know, having an afternoon to myself, you know, it's time to drink a beer. Candles are candles on. are on. Oh, absolutely. Lo- lotions. Out. The, the essential oh. oils are you got the fumers going, all that wonderful stuff. Uh, I'm go- I'm reaching for a classic Guinness. I really, really like Guinness. Uh, I think that's respectable. It's uh, I, I'm a big fan of dark beer. So like stouts and porters and all of that. I really, really like dark beer. Um, so if like I just was drinking a beer in the afternoon, I would drink that. Now, if I'm drinking a lot of beer. I'm not drinking porters and stouts because they're so heavy. <laughs> OK, and uh, and so what are you drinking at that point? At that point, I'm probably going for. Ooh. There's a there's a bunch of good ones I've had. Um, just like I'm probably going for like drunk. an you amber, going... or like a, or like a Mexican lager, like a Pacifico or or a Modelo. Ooh. Well, what about... you're in good company. <laughs> True. You have, some, <laughs> you have some Hispanics here on the podcast. What What about if you have to shotgun a beer? I have to what shotgun a beer. beer it's uh. Yeah. 
It's not going to be Bud Light because that's just someone at the factory pissed in a can and then sent it out. <laughs> um, it's probably going to be either. I know because if I'm shotgunning, I want it to be like water. So I'm going to go with. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with an ultra if I'm shotgunning yeah. a beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can get behind that. Um, so you guys drink on the podcast then? Is that is that fair? To yeah, say? we we have a we we drink on the podcast. We definitely <laughs> drink on the podcast. <laughs> I have a shelf of every beer I've had on the podcast. So very cool. Wow. I have a bunch of empty bottles of whiskey that I've thrown away. So I, I uh, maybe I should have kept them as a collection. But there are many a bottles gone. So I, I sympathize with you there. Um, okay, if you guys want to go find Beerly Sports podcast go check it out they are on any podcast platform they're also on social media mm -hmm. beerly sports and as zach mentioned if you guys also are interested in other sports they've got hockey they've got baseball they have football they have a bunch of other sports so go check them out at beerly sports go give our guy a follow and go give him a listen go give him and his crew a listen we are excited to have zach here today zach we have a lot to talk about all right as as uh as our our episode <laughs> describes here we're going to talk about the quarterback migration that is, has ensued thus far. We are going to talk about the franchise tags that have happened. A little bit of uh, trade block discussion. That is uh, the murmurs of what is about to come here in the next couple weeks with the free agency about to begin. So we'll touch on that trade block. And then we're going to bring in our dynasty fantasy football by Lowe's. So we are not only doing NFL content, but we are bringing everybody some fantasy football content. Gentlemen, are we ready to do this thing? Let's do it, baby. Born ready. Let's do let's it. Get it. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. We'll kick things off here with the man who didn't write back, Mr. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. They reached an agreement on a three-year, $105 million contract extension. I, for one, am I'm happy for the guy. I, I think, you know, the way that he played this last year, he certainly deserved a uh, another opportunity to showcase what he is able to do. The Seahawks very clearly, uh, I, I think they, they maybe found something in him that they didn't know that they had. Mm -hmm. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? Is this contract something you guys were excited to see or, or were you hoping for something maybe lesser? Or what's the initial thoughts? Well, uh, I, for one... I, I like I like this signing by the Seahawks. It's a veteran guy. He's finally proven himself last year that he can be a starter in the NFL. Um, now, that being said, I don't think he's a long-term answer in Seattle. Um, I think that's why they went with a three-year contract as opposed to something any longer than that. Um, it'd be my guess that they don't pick up a quarterback this year, but they wait next year's draft, draft a quarterback, find someone that can come in, stand, sit a couple years behind Geno, and then take the starting job over once Gino's contract runs out. Okay. Alan, Yeti, you guys have anything else to add to that? Yeti, I'll um, let you go. I would agree with that, honestly. Um, I, you know, at, at this point in his career, Gino Smith is, he's 33 years old. He's definitely, you know, he's got one year good year under his belt at this point, but the rest of his NFL career could be really thrown out the window. Um, but I think this just brings a question to me of how stupid does Denver look for making that trade for Russell Wilson? <laughs> Holy shit. Or, or spin zone. Pete Carroll is just the best coach in the NFL and he can get the most out of his, whatever quarterback is there. 
that's what I honestly think it is. If you look at what happened to Russ when, as soon as he left, like how much credit do you give the system? Like did, they knew what they were giving Denver. They absolutely, they 100% yeah. knew what they were giving them. And I think with, I think with Gino, I think it, do you think like, there's no way they thought this year was going to go the way they did. No. Right. No, <laughs> there's no way. I think after that first week, I thought they, I think they assumed they were just going to get steamrolled by Denver coming in mm-hmm. to Seattle. And then I think when they saw the lights kick on, they're like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> like, we have a top five pick coming in now. We had the year we just had. I will be interested to see what happens in the draft. I've seen a lot of draft theories show a couple quarterbacks slide their way. And I think if they get one that slides their way, I think they 100%. I think they'll pull the trigger on one. But that's just me. Yeah, I think that would largely determine upon they probably have their guy. And if he falls to them, then they'll take him. And if not, you know, yeah. they're not going to, they're certainly not going to be one of those teams like the, the Colts or the Panthers, who there's rumor that they are going to trade up to try and, and get quote unquote their guy. So I don't see the Seahawks doing that. But I think if if somebody falls to them that they are actually very interested in, then yeah, why not take your guy yeah. there? Next quarterback up here, Yeti. I am curious as to your thoughts as our resident Raiders fan here. Derek Carr has finally found a home in a new garage with the Saints. So the deal is as follows. Two years, 60 million, or three years at 100 million. Uh, he, he's found a new home. And, and there was some speculation here. Was it going to be the Saints? He was kind of shopping around. The Jets were, were a topic of conversation. The car has been parked. And I, w- I will start out by saying this before I get your opinions, Yeti. Those colors are going to look so damn good on Derek Carr. His eye shadow that he wears is going to match perfectly with the Saints uniform. But what are your thoughts as a, uh, as a former Derek Carr supporter for the Raiders? Yeah, man. You know, I, I think this is probably the best landing spot for him. Um, obviously, there had been murmurs about the Jets, but... Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, if he didn't go to the Jets, I thought the Saints would be a pretty good option for him, considering that the Saints, they have a good defense. Um, they have a young weapon in Chris Olave. Kamara, if he isn't arrested, you know, by the start of the season, <laughs> he has some pieces to work with, you know, um, and they do have a good offensive line there in New Orleans. Um, so I think it, it's a, a great landing spot. I'm just kind of curious how his fantasy production looks like because, like I mentioned, he has Chris Olave, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. And then, you know, he doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore. He doesn't have Darren Waller. He doesn't have Hunter I was just going to say. Yeah, like, Alan, he was, your head. Yeah. What's going on over there? No, I was just going to say that. Like, he, he objectively went to a worse situation offensively, you could, you could say overall, like the weapons that he has at his disposal, right? Yeah. He took mm-hmm. – Sure. Um, but if you look at that division, he automatically becomes the best quarterback in that division, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to do. Sam Darnold, Ritter, and Trask. <laughs> that, that's a class. That's a that is a, a class team right there. That's a division Hall to be reckoned with right there. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm I'm sure all those interdivisional games have already sold out of their tickets for all of those games. <laughs> I but I think okay one the eye the eyeshadow thing I think you have to think that played in his decision like he probably went to like create a character on Madden or looked at himself and just put different jerseys on himself and he was like yes yes no no yeah and then he was like oh the Saints and I'm in a dome this might work out I think that's part of it but Yeti you left one of the best weapons he has on that team is Taysom Hill. 
Oh shit. Derek Carr Taysom Hill combo. Maybe they'll, you know, I don't know. Maybe something will blossom from that combo alone. Well, the the Saints struggled to find out who they wanted to play at quarterback for a large portion of the year. Maybe they'll run into that problem again this year. And they'll be like, oh, shit, man, Taysom. We still got Taysom Hill. Like, more than anything else, I think this is this is definitive proof that the cap does not exist in the NFL. They are severely over the cap. They signed Derek Carr to a huge deal. It's just the, the cap doesn't matter. No, is that not since you can. Yeah, because now you can take some of that that uh, money they're owed and turn it into a bonus. Yeah, and then just write it off, and you can just pay them outright. So, uh, and but you have to write that into the contract, and that's the same thing they did with uh, Watson in Cleveland. Is he can actually get uh, like half of his salary paid out in a bonus and not count against the cap, so they can clear space like instantly. Yeah, that's what. So they, it is kind of a farce. The Jaguars did the same thing with Christian Kirk's contract this year to make some room. Um, well. You mentioned Christian Kirk, and you are a Jaguars fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were probably you were the first Jaguars fan that I have encountered that knows anything about football. So let's talk about this for just a moment here. We're gonna we're gonna pivot for just a second. When they signed Christian Kirk last mm-hmm. year to wide receiver one salary, mm-hmm. were you content? What what I mean, as a Jaguars fan, what was your thought? Because I am genuinely curious. <sighs> well, I mean. When you looked at the wide receiver core we had going into that year, we had Zay Jones and I uh, know Zay Jones we picked up that year. What am I talking about? We had Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Laquan Treadwell no longer on the team. Um, and based, that's it. I mean, Jamal Agnew. And, you know, all my homies love Jamal Agnew, but he's not a wide receiver. <laughs> he's a return guy. So... When they signed Christian Kirk to that big deal, yeah, it was a little concerning because I thought that they overpaid. I think everyone, even considering the year that he had, which was a great year, they overpaid um, because he is not really wide receiver one. He's a he's a great slot receiver, a fantastic slot receiver, arguably one of the best in the league. But he's not the guy that you're going to throw the ball into the end zone to with no time left on the clock on a fade. It's just not that's not Christian Kirk. Were you were you disappointed that Urban Meyer is no longer your coach? Was I disappointed? Or were you or were you <laughs> glad that he's no longer abusing your players? Um, yeah. I would say um, when Urban Meyer was fired last <laughs> season, this is what I said at the beginning of last year. I'm like, everyone's writing off the fact that we went we're going from a coach who's who literally didn't know who Aaron Donald was to a coach that won a Super Bowl. So that's the biggest upgrade we made last offseason. I would say that's fair to say. I I was I I will say this as someone who was bipartisan in the entire Jaguars organization. um, Every week was comical because it was just something new as far as outrageous things that Urban Meyer had done. So it really brought some entertainment to uh, the NFL world at that time. And that was that was somewhat fun to watch. Um, but for Jaguars fans, I, I I sympathized with you because I I would be very frustrated and sad in that in that situation. The one thing for me that in the moment with that Christian Kirk signing pissed me off was it you know that was the move that reset the whole wide receiver market, and that's why all these wide receivers are like fuck this, I'm getting paid. And in the moment, mm-hmm. so that's the only reason Tyreek left. If that if Kirk doesn't go to the Jaguars for that price tag, 
none i don't think Devonte moves i don't think tyreek moves like i think they all saw opportunities to get paid and, and took advantage of it with kudos to them right like any one of our jobs if we saw somebody getting paid more we're like oh i can i can make that same amount of money i'm gonna do that too so at the time christian kirk that whole move pissed me off because i was like fuck we just lost tyreek hill because this jackass went down to jacksonville he, and got a shit ton of money <laughs> he really he screwed over the entire market for wide receivers and just got them all paid so I, and you know what kudos to him i'm glad he got the, bag. the deshaun watson effect on uh, the wide receiver bit. room a little bit and you and you talking about deshaun watson he signed a massive contract um lamar jackson let's talk about lamar jackson for just a second because mm. lamar jackson is struggling to find anybody to give him a big dollar contract which is somewhat surprising because you have daniel jones who was just signed as well to a four-year 160 million dollar contract and lamar jackson can't get paid by the ravens so what do the ravens do they end up franchise tagging him with a non-exclusive tag meaning that for those that do not know that if lamar ja lamar jackson can now shop himself so he can go to other teams they can offer him money and then the ravens have two choices they can either match that money to keep him or they can let lamar run free and get two first round picks so let's talk about lamar what, what are your initial thoughts on lamar there alan i think both sides kind of hose themselves one lamar did because he doesing not have an agent i think it's him and his mom are doing mm -hmm. all this which shocker this Shout is collusion by it's the way national women's yeah. day i love moms ah he did it uh so number one this is collusion right this is collusion do we all agree the owners are are boxing them out yes See, i they have to be there's no way that the the there's no way that the Atlanta Falcons, where they have freaking Desmond Ritter as their quarterback, aren't looking and possibly kicking the tires on a former MVP. There's no way that they they had a tweet fired out within an hour of them doing the non-exclusive saying, nope, we're not interested in Lamar. This is 100%. They're smoking them out. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Or, or instead of them smoking him out, they're, not, they're genuinely not interested. Because hmm. they don't want to pay the price that they know that they're going to have to pay for Lamar Jackson. Now, I, I, honestly, like I think you think about it like this, mm. Lamar, and I'm, I have not been a, a huge Lamar Jackson supporter. I will be the first to state that I, I have a lot of skepticism when it comes to Lamar Jackson. He has struggled to stay healthy. His arm is not at the caliber of some of these other mobile quarterbacks that are still able to not only move with their feet, but move with their arm. There is concern there, and I'm not writing Lamar Jackson off as a terrible quarterback because he's not. But perhaps, perhaps, playing devil's advocate here, the other franchises are not interested in him because they don't want to give up two firsts for their future for a guy who has missed 27% of the games in the last two years. I think, uh, I'm going to say one more thing and I'll hand it off. We just said who's in that league. If you're the Falcons and you look at the roster you have, all you need is a quarterback, a decent one. He might he jumps in there and is the best quarterback in that division. You're automatically favorites to win the division. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to host the playoff game. If you're going to tell me that the Atlanta Falcons, like to some degree, if there isn't collusion going on, didn't want that there, like that's unreal. Like he is and he's an MVP quarterback. Like there's I don't I just don't get it like that. I hear you long term, but there's no way they don't at least talk to him. The fact mm -hmm. that they said we're not even talking to him makes me think that they are icing him out and trying to like squash it because they don't want the quarterback market to explode either. 
Hmm. Zach, you have thoughts on any of this? Well, um, getting a phone call. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I get where you're coming from with the, because I'm the same way. I, I haven't been the biggest fan of Lamar over the course of his career for a lot of the same reasons that you said. Um, and I've been trashed by other hosts on my podcast, mainly Trevor, um, about, you know, my skepticism on Lamar Jackson and just saying, well, listen, we see this level of play that he's able to do when he's at his peak. Okay. But it, he doesn't sustain that in, in big games, for instance, playoff games, you look at the numbers are just not there. Um, and then you look at teams that would be interested. One, one of them. And I mean, what was it at? Was it Adam Schefter who reported he was going, he was going to be a commander uh, at one point. I think that was a joke. And I think, I think it was, it was on the part of my take podcast where he announced it, it and it was also, it was a joke okay. through with one of their hosts. So that okay. was not actually real. Okay. Either way, the commanders, they're not a great team, but they're a good team that is now going to have Sam Howell at quarterback week one. Um, Sam Howell's not an NFL ready quarterback. He's just not. Do you think, do you think the commanders, and it's funny you mentioned this because I said in our group chat, what if Lamar to the commanders, you just get Eric B enemy there. You give him a new shiny toy to play with that. Mm -hmm. It could be fun, but do you think there's a there's a chance that Taylor Heineke ends up wearing a commander's uniform again this year? I mean, there's a chance, but I I I think honestly, I think the commanders are out on Heineke. I, I he just he, again he's one of those guys that'll come in have three or four really good games and then play terrible. Um, I mean, when he came out in that uh, playoff game against the Bucks when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, he looked incredible. I mean, he yeah. looked like he was going to take down Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Almost single-handedly, he was running all over the field, throwing the ball all over the place. He looked incredible. And then he comes out, and the next year he doesn't look very good. Yeah, and I agree with you. So uh, I, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that they get that one shot to play well, and they do. And then everyone's thinking, oh, this is the next guy. He's like a guy that was just kind of a diamond in the rough. He's going to come out of nowhere, Kurt Warner style. He was actually bagging groceries at Publix yesterday, and now he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And to come to find out, not everyone is Kurt Warner. Sometimes they just have that one good game, and that's that game that they can remember for the rest of their lives, which is awesome, but they're not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL for the course of a full season. I, I The commanders are a place of interest for me because they do have some talent and youth, but in – I'm not going to put them at the level of the Falcons as far as they just need a quarterback to have a really fun offense, but they're really close. I mean, they've yeah. got, um, they've got McLaurin Robinson. They, they have tools there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and you mean to tell me like the commanders wouldn't be interested in a quarterback. Like I, I hear all the points that you guys are making about Lamar not playing, but I can counter that with look at Deshaun Watson. He hadn't played in over a year from when he got traded from Houston. He got traded for two first round picks after all the allegations came out against him. <laughs> now, you're telling me that Lamar Jackson is not worth two first round picks. Are you shitting me? I, and maybe they are, but 
and by maybe they are, I mean teams, or maybe they are smoking <clears throat> him out. I have right? a theory. But, okay, Alan, what's your theory? I have a theory. I think this is uh, a play on the um, agents that just thought of this. Like not because he doesn't agents? have one. Because he doesn't have one. I I wouldn't be surprised if the agents said we're not like we're going to just totally dick you guys over next go around if you sign Lamar because Jackson to anything Hyler because he doesn't. Yeah. Think about it. Think how many okay. players, think how many agents get paid and how much money they make. And he's refusing to have one. I don't know. I, it would make sense to me. I there's like money there. Have an agent. There's, I like there's money like, there. They're being made. Sure. But I, I, I like the fact that he doesn't have an agent because I'm it trying made, to reason like, this. Fuck the people. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, no, like, I know. But so the organizations are like, well, fuck you. We're not going to. Why do they care if you have your money? No, I'm well, saying it's the probably easier to deal with an agent than a guy and his mom. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I agree with that. Like, <laughs> they, if my mom probably, and I, so if I was an NFL team, I'd much rather deal know. with a guy that had an agent than, okay, me and my mom are coming in to talk to you tomorrow about my contract that you need to sign. <laughs> Is Lamar home? <laughs> <laughs> Can he come out and play? We need to talk. To- <laughs> Can we talk to Lamar? Not when I'm not there. <laughs> He's busy. Big, big rich owners they probably don't like to be nickel and dimed by their own players yeah you know they'd rather have those negotiations with the big agents that are getting paid millions of dollars because they can go back and forth but when it's your player it's like you say the wrong thing to your player that you know they might not play yeah and they could say that's why lamar sat out for the for the last six weeks of the season yeah so before before you move on from this lamar talk does he play for the ravens this year or does he find a new home that's He's a question a that we need to ask. He's a Raven. I think he has to be at this point. I have a stat for you. There's only one player that got the non-exclusive franchise tag that actually signed for a different team ever. Who one player. It? I forget. Some dude in the late 90s. Nobody. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I was like, who is it? Like, I'm like, this is No, it's juicy. it's there's a little well, I'm just saying there's literally one ever okay. that's signed with another team. Mm. So he's well, gonna be a Raven. Yeti, make the graphic. Uh, Lamar Jackson, second ever person. Just have it in our bag, just in case. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're good to go. Uh, okay, let's talk about Daniel Jones, another quarterback here. He did get paid, and he is now a giant for the foreseeable future. So um, what do we think here? Zach, you're shaking your head. You're not very happy about this? Well, I mean, listen, Daniel Jones, I- I'm going to be honest. I wrote him off at the beginning of this past season, okay? I'm just going to get that out of the way. (laughs) I I wrote him off. He didn't write back. That's fine. Okay. However, a guy, a guy like Daniel Jones has had one good NFL season. One. He has not played all that well in every other season that he's been on the Giants. Okay. And even then, when you look at it statistically, he has less touchdown passes than Russell Wilson last year you're you're blowing so i i've just to to tease i have i have daniel jones as a buy low candidate in dynasty football <laughs> and i will give my reasoning when we get to that point but i i'm just stating now i will I say i will say very valuable in fantasy because he can run and he does it a lot because i don't know if this man knows what a third read is um so his legs his yeah third the third is read legs. is his legs yeah his third <laughs> read is where's the linebacker the can i beat him to the side <laughs> but i i just i don't think that daniel jones is a quarterback that's going to take this giants team very far 
in terms of actual wins, I think that in fantasy, I think he's great. And in fact, if you can get him late in fantasy next year, do so. Because he is super valuable because he is that running quarterback, that, you know, vanilla Vic, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just don't see him as a, as a championship quarterback. Um, but he did and, take them to the, what, the semis this year? Yeah, he took them to the uh, divisional round. Okay. I mean, does that, it, you think that's as far as he'll ever go? Well, I, I, it kind of depends on what happens to the NFC at this point. I mean, they beat Minnesota in a tough game. Um, frauds. Minnesota's frauds. <laughs> they beat Minnesota in a tough game. Um, for whatever reason, Minnesota just when they needed to make a stop, they couldn't make a stop um, in that game. And whenever they needed to put the pedal down, they couldn't put the pedal down. So, I mean, great play by the Giants. You know, uh, Beerly Football is a big uh, big advocate for fat NFL coaches. Andy Reid, Brian Dable. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Brian Dable, baby. We are we are huge supporters of Brian Dable here yeah. as well. And I will uh, – I will talk more about that on my bio. Candidate. But Alan. you know, Zach, uh, just real quick, you know, you make a good point about you know Daniel Jones being in the NFC. Um, he could arguably be the fifth best quarterback in the NFC. Absolutely. You have Jalen Hurts. You have Dak Prescott. Uh, you have Kirk Cousins, and then first off, Yeti, his name is Kirk O'Chains. Ooh. Who? Put some respect Derek, on my boy. You have Derek. You have Derek Carr. You have Sam Darnold. Right. Kyle Trask. M- MVP. 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 You got, you got <laughs> Kyler Murray. Do you? Well, not right now. He's Listen, that but... man is playing Warzone right now and getting like a forty KD. You guys. I don't <laughs> want to go down this road. I just brought it up because he statistically could be a good quarterback. Which got a lot of makes problems. which makes sense because he is the exact same height as middle schoolers also playing Warzone. <laughs> this is um, you were going to ask me about Daniel Jones. Was that I was going to ask about Daniel Jones. Okay. What, I mean, are you happy? Are you sad? What are you thinking? You just asked me about Lamar Jackson and how he's not getting paid, and then you're going to tell me Daniel Jones is making 160 million. Yeah, but uh, like it, you, I guarantee you, Lamar Jackson wants way more than 160 million. Like I guarantee. You Probably, that. I guess you're right. Uh, you know, I don't know what I don't know. I, I say for Daniel Jones. Reports were last season of what he was asking for. I believe it was like, I think it was. I don't know if it was Allen money or Mahomes money, but it was. It's. Uh, it, I'm sure it was. It up was there. up there. and like which, which now would put him at like maybe fringe top five pay. Yeah. Now, yeah. if he signed one of those contracts, because they're just going to go up, and then you have Herbert, and you have um, what's his face in cincinnati why can't burrow burrow Burrow. they're both gonna get they're both gonna reset that bar that's gonna maybe make him maybe top 10 so anyways daniel jones i think this makes sense for them and i think mainly because dable's there i think the confidence that dable would give me with any quarterback even from a fantasy perspective and i'm with you on daniel jones um he gets another year with him he seems to calm quarterbacks down we noticed that right away when we saw josh allen kind of deviating from what he did the year before. And then we saw Daniel Jones, like protecting the ball and making smart plays and scoring some touchdowns. And mm-hmm. um, I think having that backfield intact with Saquon, um, I think gives me a lot of confidence with Daniel Jones, as far as 
I can trust him if I need to put him in there from a fantasy perspective. I think from an NFL perspective, I think that's he got makes sense money. I think he got yes. the money that makes sense for somebody to kind of stick around for a little bit longer. I agree. And I, I'm not going to play all my cards on on Daniel Jones. Um, I'm going to wait until we go to the dynasty bylaws for fantasy portion. But I agree. I think as far as his contract is concerned, I think it's a fair contract for what what he is and and what they're expecting. And it also gives them some ability maybe to uh, to build around him. And, and I'll touch on that here a little bit later. But you mentioned Saquon Barkley. So let's talk about that. Four minutes before the cutoff for a franchise tag, they get the deal done with Daniel Jones. They immediately... By they, I mean the Giants franchise tag Saquon Barkley to a non-exclusive, meaning the same rules apply that apply for Lamar Jackson. So Saquon can go shop himself around. I'm going to tell you my thoughts right now, and I'm, I'm curious to know everybody else's here on this podcast, but nobody is going to pay that price for Saquon Barkley. Nobody is. Yep. And I, I have a lot of respect for Saquon Barkley. I think he's a great running back, but I'm going to tell you right now, given the free agent market that is there for running backs right now, Nobody's going to pay that price for Saquon Barkley, so he will be a giant next year. Does everybody agree with that? Yep. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I have an interesting okay. statistic for you guys. Um, in Throw the last nine Super Bowls, can you tell me what the highest paid leading rusher was? Oh, I know this. Is it $2 million? It's $2 million. Thank you. Don't Damn pay running man. backs. Don't pay, Don't pay running backs, man. That's, Cowboys that's the theme. Are... You know who's going to be? What? Go ahead. Can I go? Yeah, I can go. Ahead, thank you. Yeah. Do you know who's going to make? You know who's going to make more than him next year? Zeke. <laughs> That's what I see. I was just going to say. Cowboys are paying Zeke an ass load of money for absolutely no reason, and they uh, they really screwed themselves there. So I think they're under under some new negotiations. You know Last... who really screwed themselves? I think is the Giants because I think everybody came into the season uh, thinking that the Giants. They were just going to kind of ride off, you know, this year. They were going to be a, a sub 500 team. But instead, Brian Dable came in and they go to the playoffs. So now they have to pay Daniel Jones. Is he the franchise quarterback? Who knows? But he won last year. So we have to pay him now because his contract's up. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Saquon Barkley, who is coming off ACL surgery. He had a great year this year, but he's also 26 years old. So, like, I, I just want to say, now we have to pay him. I want to stop GM you for a second. said that Daniel Jones, you do, you didn't you don't feel like they should have paid him. You think I mean, they should have moved on? I think they should have paid him. Yes, because what other quarterback besides Lamar Jackson is as good as Daniel Jones right now? Jimmy G. That, Put some respect available, on Sam Darnold's name. What the heck? Also, Mariota is is a free agent. Oh, so. oh my! <laughs> oh my God! Um, you should have. To you should almost have to pay extra if you sign Sam Darnold because of his forehead. You, there's like a forehead tax that should be included for as much. <laughs> like you have to bring that around with you. I can't imagine that fits on many planes. Not only that, but can you imagine the helmets? Like they have to, custom make <laughs> they have to pay extra. Big. They have to pay. Yeah. No, uh, real quick, Yeti, you talked about that, but the GM for the Giants said that. They said, had I known we were going to have the year we had, I would have picked up his fifth option, fifth year. I would have picked it up instead of declining because they would have mm -hmm. locked him in for less than... Yeah, they would have had another year to play with. Uh, yep. Now they had to pay him, and then that hosed them with Saquon. They had to tag Saquon. Yep. Which I think both those decisions make sense. But we're we're going to move on here to talk about Aaron Rodgers. He's the last of our quarterbacks to discuss right now. Aaron Rodgers has received permission to speak with the mm. New York Jets. He met with team officials for over ten hours on 
Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers going to be a Jet, guys? I'm going to my darkness retreat, guys. <laughs> oh. Bring your ayahuasca. <laughs> I love it. I can't see you. I'm All right. <laughs> All right, now I can think clearly. Um... <laughs> what this teams are going to be, Aaron? Yeah, Aaron, um, tell us. Aaron's going to be a Green Bay Packer. I'm so done with this conversation. I, I hate talking about Aaron Rodgers every offseason about, is he going to leave? Ugh, is he going to leave? Is he going to retire? He's going to be a Green Bay Packer next year. He's going to have another lackluster season, and everyone's going to be like, wow, I miss Aaron Rodgers of old. <laughs> See, I don't think he's going to be a Packer next year. You don't. I, I truly – no, and I don't think – like the Packers as an organization – I, I think they're kind of ready to move on. They're not going to write that. Be. I, I, if I was a Packers organization, I wouldn't. Uh, but I, I don't think that they're, I think they want to move on from him. Like, and, and if you talk to most fans, there are some fans out there that are like diehard, you know, blowing Aaron Rodgers behind a dumpster. But <laughs> there are a lot of like Packers fans that are like, let's nice. go. Like, let's give Jordan Love a shot. So yeah. I, I think he's going to be a Packer. I, Yeti, where are you at on this one? You think he's going to be a Packer? Or I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to be oh. a Packer. I think he's going to move on. I think they are at the point where they have to ship him off because Jordan Love is on his fifth year of his rookie contract. You know, they want to see what they have in him because he if, if they don't, he's probably going to request a trade and he's going to prove his worth on another team. And it's like, well, shit, we could have paid him 30, 40 million a year instead of Aaron Rodgers, who's getting a shit ton of money guaranteed this year and next year um, when he should be retired by now, in all honesty. Alan, yeah. you agree with that? I agree. I think I think the Packers, I don't know. I mean, they paid him a shit ton of money. But the funny thing is, like, he's only a year removed from an MVP season. Yeah. Which is the funny thing. He literally had one bad year. You know, we're talking about the inverse with Geno Smith. He had one good year. We're like, oh, God, this guy's great. And then Aaron has one bad year where you took away, you know, probably one of the best weapons, you know, and you're saying, oh, he doesn't have it anymore. If the only reason the Packers are going to move on, it's because they're tired of the drama. Yeah, it's not going to be football related because I think he's still he's still better. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, even as old, you know, as old like you still value that. You yeah. just don't have any weapons around him. You you need to start thinking of a rebuild now, otherwise, because you're going to let Jordan walk, you're going to let all these other, and then you're going to be stuck paying Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to, but I think it's more just because of the headaches. It's it's kind of it's caused them over the last you know twelve months. And I agree with Zach. I'm tired of talking about it too. I, I trust me. I we have said that before. I'm tired of the bullshit that is Aaron Aaron Rodgers and everything that that encompasses, but. We got to talk about it because it's yeah, it's new podcast. I get it. It's I, but I I'm with it. you, man. It's news. I, I'm tired of tired of talking. Do about we it. do we want to not talk about it until something actually happens? Should we make like a pact <laughs> right now on this I'm podcast? Okay with that. Blood pact. Let me get a knife. Yes. <laughs> okay. We don't. We will not say his name again until he actually until actually something happens. And we have to turn out the light and say his name three times in the, in front of the mirror. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Vince, I'm I'm fine with that. I okay. I think that's actually really line good your idea. windows with salt. Okay. uh while it's unlikely there are murmurs that tom brady is in fact not done with football again there's speculation watch out for the dolphins i just want to uh to state i don't think that's real tom brady even 
he tweeted and said, for those of you who think I'm coming back, you've never bought your daughter a new kitten. So I think he's done. He, he, I swear to God. He, First of all, add him to the time consuming that that you'd have a kitten. I don't know. Cats take care of themselves. But Adam, he Adam to that, that list. I, okay. Well, add, add him to the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers Tom list. Brady. We're done. We're not We're talking done. about him. Okay. We're done. Done with that. <laughs> Franchise tags. We talked about Saquon Barkley. He has been tagged. So he will be with the Giants next year. Tony Pollard was franchise tagged by the Cowboys. I think this was very clearly the correct move. I think we all kind of called this. Um, Tony Pollard looks like the better running back in the Cowboys offense than Zeke, who they're paying substantially more, and he's he's doing less. So Tony Pollard, the only problem there is uh, at the end of the year, he did tear, I believe, his ACL. and uh, Broke and his so, tibia. Broke his tibia. So he may or may not, probably not same be thing. ready at the start of the season. Yeah, same thing. Same ACL, thing. tibia, what's the difference? All, he hurt same his area. leg. He had a boo-boo on his leg, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I like this move. I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think this was probably – I feel kind yeah, of bad it. for Tony Pollard because I want him to get paid. But for the Cowboys organization, I think we all kind of saw this coming. Yeah, uh, absolutely, especially with Zeke looking like he's been eating too much. Uh, Tony Pollard looks like the only explosive back in that backfield. So, you know, I, I was just going to ask you, Zach, I was going to say, I know you like fat coaches. However you feel about fat running backs. Not a fan. Also support <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Eddie Lacy. I'm not a, I wasn't a huge fan of like, uh, LeGarrette Blunt in his later career. Um, not a fan of Zeke. So that's good because no. we aren't either right? and this is a this is an yeah. anti zeke podcast so i'm glad that you we're in good company with you here yeah. uh talking about running backs that are not fat josh jacobs was franchise tagged by the raiders yeti congratulations i'm sure as a Thank raiders you. fan yep. you are very excited about that feels good so. you know it honestly feels good because i have a josh jacobs jersey and every other raiders jersey that i've bought in, uh, the player has either gotten arrested or traded the next year. So <laughs> I was kind of worried. So it's like one of like, like 60, kind of it's like one of 60 players, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It got so bad that I had to buy my Jersey of my own last name. Yeah. Uh, to support the Raiders. <laughs> like, I know I'm not getting arrested next week. You, Fuck. I probably just jinxed myself. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> Better get the handcuffs out. Um, and then, Last tag here to talk about Evan Ingram was franchise tagged by the Jaguars. Zach, pretty happy about that. I mean, Evan I was, Ingram, he came, dude, he came with some fire this year. Oh man, I knew he was going to be good when we when we got him, and everyone was like, "They're signing Evan Ingram. He hasn't been good in like four seasons." But I mean, he was playing on the Giants with a crappy Daniel Jones for his first for Daniel Jones's first few years. I mean, Daniel Jones didn't even start really playing well until very recently. <laughs> So when you're working with a quarterback that's not great, I mean, when when he was starting out, it, Evan Ingram was seen as like one of the premier receiving tight ends in the league. And then he goes through a rough patch with the Giants and everyone just forgets about him. He comes to the Jags, gets a, a young, talented quarterback and a great head coach. And you start seeing that production come back and he, he looks pretty good again. <laughs> Let me let me ask you this question mm -hmm. as a, our, our now resident Jaguars fan on the podcast. Mm. Did you have any concern about Trevor Lawrence going into year two? Very obviously, Trevor Lawrence is all the rage right now, and he's somebody that's certainly worth that buy low candidate that you, that we're going to talk about. But yeah. like, given the fact that you know Urban Meyer kind of just quote unquote 
destroy the Jaguars in a lot of different ways. Um, and Yeti had mentioned on previous episodes, this is like more or less Trevor Lawrence's first actual year in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. this is his rookie year just due to the fact that all the crap that happened last year. Did you have a little bit of skepticism about Trevor Lawrence coming into this year? So I said at the beginning of this season, exactly what you just said. I said, this is his, this is his real rookie year. He's going to play like a really good rookie quarterback this season. And guess what he did? He played like a really good rookie quarterback this season. Uh, I think, I think it was one of the preseason like videos that the Jaguars put out where Doug Peterson was talking to media and he was having to coach him on how to read NFL defenses. And how is that not taken care of in his rookie year? I have no idea. But I mean, when you when you hear that, you know, it's a little concerning that he wasn't taught that in his rookie year. But it's also like, okay, he's actually growing as a quarterback with this new head coach instead of, you know, standing in place and in some cases digressing instead of improving. Um, So I I was I was very optimistic about Trevor Lawrence coming in this year. I thought that he would play pretty good. I didn't think he was going to be incredible, which he wasn't. He was very good, but he wasn't incredible. Um, he did what he needed to do for that Jags team for them to be successful. So uh, to answer your question, no, I wasn't that concerned going into this. Okay. And I think he certainly earned himself. um, You know, like if he, a a good person that comes to mind is Zach Wilson, right? Zach Wilson's, his career is probably as a starter is over. Like that is very evident. Um, But like that, yeah. I mean, if he would have played poorly all the year, that, that could be, a topic of conversation, but it, instead he comes out and he does well. And I think that's a testament to the coaching staff. I yeah. really do because I think, and I, I do firmly believe that urban, urban Meyer did not do much justice for that team. And, and like you mentioned, like he, why was he not taught some things that would be pretty early on? And yeah, the, like when, when you're coming from college, the NFL, what's the first thing you want to learn as a quarterback? How do I read these defenses that they're going to throw at me? <laughs> yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, but I will show you how to actually kick our kicker. Yeah. So check this just, out. You wind up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the trade block. I, I, I will quickly breeze over some of the, the rest of this stuff. Uh, Derek Henry was reported to be on the trade block that actually came out and the Titans had stated that that was false and he is not on the trade block. So uh, for any of those who had heard that the Titans, they, uh, they squashed that pretty quick. But Cortland Sutton is on the trade block. The Broncos had stated that if they could get someone or could get a high enough price for him, they would be willing to move him in this offseason. So just keep your eyes peeled there for uh, potential Cortland Sutton movement. Um, Calvin Ridley, he was reinstated by the NFL on Monday. So congratulations, Zach. Yes. Happy for this you, brother. Zach you episode. Got... Yeah. Yeah, this is Zach episode. It was great to have you for yeah, this you episode. Just win, 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 By the way, yeah. what, a, what an unjust punishment for the crime. When you're yes, talking about oh, some I of agree. the other things that NFL players yeah. get away with. Come on. BS. BS. I, I am I curious agree. to see how he plays, you know, because in his departure, um, he's not quite two years removed, but it's... it's uh, well, he got injured and then he got busted for gambling, so... Well, but before he got injured, he took some time off for mental health. Yeah. Or that was probably right. So if you guys uh, haven't seen it yet, but um, Kelvin Ridley, he actually just put out an article on the Players Tribute where he talks about his struggles with mental health Mm -hmm. and why he kind of had to take time away from football. Um, And it basically just relates to his past and 
having to grind so much to play football to make a living. Uh, basically, it was a really touching story. Like I'm yeah. not getting really detailed, but it, it really speaks to who Calvin Ridley is as a person, uh, because, you know, often in the media, we see something and we're like, oh, he's a pussy or, you know, he, <laughs> he fucked up, you know? Well, like, I mean, in, in our defense, he could be a pussy. He could be, yeah, I, I we guess, don't know. but it, it's don't know. just getting into like the background of everything and opening up, mm -hmm. making himself, where, you know, where vulnerable. Can you find this is nice to see. Uh, the player's tribute. Yeah. Okay. Go check it out. Go. I will be reading that later. Yeah, I, I read that today. We all do. Because that sounds, that sounds pretty interesting, but excited for, for Calvin Ridley owners in, in fantasy football, excited for Jaguars fans because uh, very clearly Trevor, Trevor Lawrence needed some wide receiver uh, help or additions and i think calvin ridley could be yeah a huge benefit to you guys so that's that's very exciting um and then we'll we'll briefly uh you know what actually we'll we'll shelf that i i totally forgot so that's it that's all the updates that we got <laughs> sorry alan i know you're excited i think you're good but we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to it uh just perhaps on a different episode let's go ahead let's move on to our dynasty pre-draft because things could change here in free agency and trades could happen but right now for those of you who are playing dynasty fantasy football these are the guys that we are going to recommend so let's talk about our buy lows Yeti, my man, Brother. would you like to start us off with your first dynasty by low? Oh, baby, baby, baby. Let's do it. So my first by low candidate for dynasty football is none other than Amari Cooper. So when I mean by low, I mean by low because Amari Cooper, he's uh, he's turning 29 years old. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have any tread on his tires still. He's got two years left on his contract with Cleveland, and I'm going to tell you why you should go get him. So first of all, all Amari Cooper does is fucking score fantasy points. <laughs> Would you say so, in general or just at home? <laughs> okay. Googling. I would Amari say I, that's a good question, but. If you look at his career, I'd say in general. Okay. Because here are his PPR finishes for the past five years. 2018, finish 18th. 2019, 10th. 2020, 15th. 2021, 27th. And last year, he was a wide receiver 10. Now, he had the best, second best season of his career per uh, pro football, football, uh, pro focus football uh, rankings. And he graded out as the 13th best wide receiver among all starting wide receivers. So he did all this last year with Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback for two thirds of the season. And then no Deshaun Brissett Watson. Slander. I refuse. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, you won't hear you won't hear any. Jacoby. Yeah, I love I'm, Jacoby I'm a big Brissett supporter, but let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. I mean, he's not a an ideal quarterback one. I'll take if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll take him over Kyler, I'm sure. Um, but uh, he had Jacoby for two thirds of the season. And then he had a rusty, uh, I would say not massage Deshaun Watson for the last third <laughs> of the season. You can say wash, that's um, okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he looked he you know he looked washed for the the last third of the season. But what do you expect? Like Deshaun Watson, he hadn't played football in two seasons. He wasn't there for off season workouts, so he couldn't get it in a rhythm with any of his wide receivers. So I I think Deshaun Watson is due for a big bounce back year, and I think the whole receiving part of the offense, including Amari Cooper, is a good buy low candidate at this point in the off season. Okay. Uh, it's funny you, you put Amari Cooper on here because I almost put Donovan Peoples-Jones. And the sole reason I, I did that or would have done that, I actually had his name typed out and ended up removing it. Um, Amari Cooper clearly is going to carry a heavier price tag than Amari or than Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like Amari Cooper is going to be more expensive. Like, I mean, are, would you spend a the 201 on Amari Cooper right now? It depends on your team situation. I would say if you are contending and you're looking for a wide receiver too, yes. Okay. Because like I said, Amari Cooper, he has two years left on his contract. He's about to hit that 30-year mark that wide receivers typically fall off a cliff. Um, So I wouldn't pay anything too outrageous, but if I was contending for this year and maybe next year, I'd be okay with spending a 201 on him. Okay. I... Donovan Peoples-Jones is interesting to me because it see Donovan uh, DPJ. I'm just going to call him that because I'm tired of saying his full name. DPJ had uh, he had kind of seen some use when Watson returned. And and I don't count Watson's. We've spoke about Watson before. I don't really count Wat- the, this his return this year as much because he had been two years removed. He was in the came in in the middle of the season. He was rusty. This is when your NFL defenses are finally getting into their groove and, and playing out the rest of their season. So they're already well, well acquainted with the, the NFL speed. And he was not. So, but Donovan Peoples Jones had some value there um, and, and could be someone that, that may emerge. But Amari Cooper, I mean, he did great this year. And I, I have a lot of respect for what he did. And I like that as a, a buy low. I wouldn't spend a lot on him. I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you, for the, unless you're contending. Now, if you're contending and you're looking for a cheap wide receiver, that will that a cheap, talented wide receiver too. Then yes, I love that for Amari Cooper, and I, I would do that. But uh, if you're under a rebuild, I I would not, um, probably would not pursue that. So no. Uh, okay, I will uh, I will go ahead. We talked about Jan- Daniel Jones, so I'm just going to go ahead and get the I'm going to clear the air, so to speak, here because I want to talk about Daniel Jones. Okay, Daniel Jones. He was drafted in 2019 by the Giants, and Jones' story has been it's been incredibly interesting because Daniel Jones beat out Eli Manning and then he's been pretty mediocre until this year. So Giants fans were actively booing him and now they cheer for him. What a complete 360. Now here's where it gets interesting. So since entering the league, Daniel Jones for fantasy football purposes has not cracked top 15 quarterbacks until this year where he yep. finished his quarterback seven. Now we have to ask ourselves, why did Daniel Jones finally do so well? Well, enter in the king himself, Mr. Brian Dable. I love Brian Dable as a coach. We've talked about Brian Dable multiple times. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Zach, you were very clearly a fan because he is a heavy set coach and and we love heavy set coaches here. Absolutely. He's uh, thick! But... <laughs> I think I think Dable was the secret sauce to unlock Josh Allen's potential, as, as uh, Allen had kind of alluded to, and uh, and he's doing the exact same thing with Danny Dimes. So I'm not going to sit here and say that that Daniel Jones and Josh Allen are the same because they are not. But maybe Daniel Jones is Josh Allen light. 
So Danny Dimes, he just got paid. He's now on a four-year contract with the Giants. We kind of covered that. So he's going to be their guy for the next couple of years. And it's no secret that Daniel Jones, he's the fastest player in the NFL. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We we yes. have it recorded. It is official. He is the fastest player in the yeah. NFL. Um, and his, his biggest issue in my mind this year was he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Uh, yeah. He didn't. Like, you look at his receiving core, he didn't have anybody. He had Wandale Robinson, who played for, I think, five games. And the rest of it was due to injury. They traded away Kadarius Tony because Kadarius Tony, I, I don't even know what the hell was going on there. He wasn't hurt. He was hurt. He kept getting hurt. I don't know. There was some drama there. They traded him away. They moved on from him. So they didn't have any wide receivers. And and I, I truly do believe Daniel Jones has the potential to crack top five for quarterbacks in fantasy football this year under Brian mm. Dable. His value, I think, has certainly increased. But I think it could continue to rise, and I would be exploring the option to buy Daniel Jones with fantasy managers, especially if it's a reasonable buy because his price could continue to go up. Now, Zach, you mentioned this earlier. Daniel Jones. I'm going to list out some quarterbacks that have thrown more touchdowns than Daniel Jones this year. you got Davis Mills, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and and none other than Uh... let him cook Russell Wilson. (laughs) They, they have all thrown more touchdowns than Daniel Jones. So I, I will admit, him being a quarterback 15 on the year, he for passing, he, he threw for 3,200 yards. So that was the 15th overall quarterback for, on the season yeah. uh, for passing. It's not great. But like I said, who did he have to throw the ball to? So I, I think that I believe they're going to get some wide receiver help this offseason. And I think that's what they need. They need help at wide receiver position to continue to see him elevate to the next level. Very clearly, they're not going to roll with their same wide receiver unit that they have. Yeah. Not only that, here's some fun, and I'll end it on this. Danny Dimes, he tied Josh Allen in rushing touchdowns this year for third place. And he was the number five quarterback for rushing it at 708 yards. So the Giants are going to be drafting some wide receiver help. And we already know that quarterbacks that move with their feet equal fantasy football points. And very clearly, Danny Dimes is one of those guys. And I believe in Brian Dable. So I'm going to say it right now. I would be buying Daniel Jones because I think his price is only going to go higher. All right. That's what I got. Zach, who are you bringing? So, um... When when we're talking about buying low, we're talking extremely low, like bottom of the barrel stuff. That like you're like you're like you're deep. I'm at the bottom of the barrel, okay. All right. And I am saying you want to buy this guy because we haven't seen much. It hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been great either. This is very much a prove it year, um, for Mr. Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I like this. Uh, this is spicy. God. Have you no. been listening to our podcast Fucking or what? <laughs> Desmond Ritter. Go ahead. No, Zach, I'm curious. What do you <laughs> okay. Got, okay, okay. Let's hear it, baby. So let's hear it, baby. Desmond Ritter, he's a rookie. He's only played four games. He's won two of those games. He has two touchdowns, no interceptions. He has not shown a great ability to throw the ball down the field. However, we do know that he is mobile. Now, he didn't bust off the charts with the stat sheet with the mobility last season, obviously. Everyone can look at those stats and know that. But we do know what he did at Cincinnati when he was in college. He was a mobile quarterback that could throw the ball down the field with 
pretty decent accuracy. He's a good quarterback. So it, it heavily depends on the coaching, obviously. It heavily depends on, on what they can do to, you know, keep that, keep Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, Tyler Algier, Cordell Patterson, keep those guys and their playmakers involved. Because I think a big problem last season was they were having trouble getting the ball to those weapons. If they can get the ball to those weapons and Desmond Ritter, they allow him to run the ball a little bit more next season. I think, you know, a lot of people really don't like Desmond Ritter and I I completely get it. (laughs) I wasn't a big fan of the guy last year, but when I'm looking at his stats for a rookie quarterback goes two and two has not thrown an interception. He does have a fourth quarter comeback and a game winning drive under his belt. I'm just saying guys, (laughs) I like, let me ask you this Just saying, I like I, it. My fantasy, my dynasty <laughs> team thanks you for this. But also, I, I am genuinely curious. Did the Falcons do Ritter a disservice by starting Mariota for as long as they did? No, I think he needed time to sit. I, okay. I, I, I think he needed time to sit. I Coming out of college, very talented individual, just like I think. And I know we're not going to talk about it today. I think Anthony Richardson is a very talented individual. But they, he needs time to develop. He's not going to be the guy that comes out year two and is Joe Burrow. He's not going to be the guy that automatically turns into Josh Allen. You know, he's not going to be that guy. He's going to need time to simmer and set. It's like a fine wine. It's going to age well over time. Hopefully like they open up the scotch. run game for him. Or a nice scotch, yes. <laughs> um, okay. He's going to need time to develop, but I do think that if he is, if they open up the scrambling running game for him this year, I think he does have the potential to do a lot of damage in fantasy leagues with his, with his legs. Well, that's where a lot of points come from as, as Jalen hurts owners. Uh, yeah. Know very well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeti, who are you bringing as your second dynasty by low? So I didn't really, scrape the barrel so i apologize no i love that no zach you do not need to fucking apologize that was great (laughs) uh my second or last by low candidate is jk dobbins um this is someone who is going to be on a lot of people's shit list you know after under underperforming last year um he was a lot of people's fourth fifth round pick in season long drafts and uh he you know, obviously underperformed. Um, it's really important to note that JK, he's still only 24 years old, even though it seems like he's been in the league for a long time now. Um, and he's on the last year of his rookie contract. So kind of similar to a Josh Jacobs situation, which we, everybody besides Allen misread last year. Um, with, with it being his last year, it's kind of a prove-it deal for him. Prove that you can stay healthy for a whole year. Prove that you can carry a full workload. And I think they might try to run him into the ground. Um, obviously, J.K. Dobbins, he missed all of 2021 after tearing his ACL, MCL. He just had a fully fucked knee, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and the last year, he came back. He missed the first two weeks. Played three weeks, looked bad, missed more time. And then he came back towards the end of the season and he played for three weeks and he averaged over 100 rushing yards in each of those three games. Now he's going to be a full year removed from surgery 
And I think he's due for a big bounce back. We we've seen guys do this coming off a major injury. They usually take a year to like a full NFL season to recover afterwards. We saw that with Saquon this past season. Saquon tore his ACL in 2021 or in 2020 rather. 2021 he looked pretty eh. and then last year he looked back to himself and i expect the same thing with jk dobbins um i know with the ravens there's a lot of uncertainty if you will about what's gonna happen with lamar i think regardless if lamar is there or not this team is going to need the run to run the ball to be successful um because we've seen what snoop uh huntley can do Snoop a quarterback Dog? and he's not a great <laughs> quarterback. He is a pro bowl quarterback. So I'll well, give him that. He did shit. But, I, I'm glad you brought this up because he did shit on Huntley for that that play at the end when he tried to dive over the, the people and fumbled. Does that take any consideration as far as fuck JK Dobbins? Because he threw Huntley under the bus and was like he shouldn't It's a heat of the moment type thing. I mean, I've said some things in the heat of the moment that I'll I probably regret and I don't respect you know, him you as can a person seal, for you it. Can you can apologize. He probably apologized. If he publicly apologized, I'd be fine. But I have That's not seen like, like he's going to have to. The only That's thing true. I agree with you with JK, the only thing, and we talked about this when we were doing recaps of games during the season, was that he just lost that, like, and I know he, he was still recovering, but, like, if he has that burst back, 100%, because that mm-hmm. was his bread and butter. He'd hit that hole. He'd hit that second level, gone. And this yep. year we saw way too often where he'd get to that second level, but then that was that was it. You know, every, that yeah. was all the gas he had. So yeah, that's he the had only a weird, thing. He had a weird looking gait for a few of the weeks. Like I remember seeing clips of him like trying to sprint and it almost looked like he was like carrying his leg behind him. Like you couldn't, he didn't have that's full what I do extension when I in his leg. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you sit on the toilet too long. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Now it's coming full circle. Uh, getting a Charlie it, horse whenever he tries to activate those sprint muscles. There you go. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. J.K. Dobbins is a really interesting case for me for fantasy purposes because, uh, and like in a, in a dynasty format like we're talking about because where where do you value him at? Like, it, where do you, like, because as an owner of J.K. Dobbins, you don't want to sell him because his potential can increase. Yeah. But you as a purchaser of him don't want to overspend on him because you you could end up busting. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, that he's an I'm about to bust. Uh, that that's that's problematic for for I think both parties in a lot of ways, and I think navigating that trade would be pretty tricky. It opinion. is kind of tough because you know the J.K. Dobbins owners, they're probably thinking the same thing. Like you know, if he looks anything like he did his rookie year, he's going to be an amazing plug and play guy every every week. And they've waited a full season now to to play him, basically, because he you could play him for a couple of weeks last year, but it was like, eh, I don't really know what to do with him. Um, but now he, like I said, he's a a full year removed from surgery. We have a, there's going to be a lot of expectations from him this season, so it it, it is tough to gauge his value. Um, do you think you, you might know, have to overspend on him? Like if you if you, you want might. to acquire him, I, that's you kind of might. the camp I see him in. I wouldn't like, spend a first round pick on him. I can tell you that much. But I I would probably package a second and maybe you know a, a second tier type player. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I, I could see that making a little bit more sense. Um, this next person, you might actually have to, the person I have next, you might have to spend some money on. So um, it is none other than Hollywood Brown, baby. So I uh, there might be a little bit of bias here as a Cardinals fan, but I'm going to try and bring as much analysis as to why I think this is a good idea for people like Alan who rolls his eyes. So Hollywood Brown, he finished at a staggering wide receiver 44 on the year for fantasy football. So not a good look for Hollywood Brown, who was a former Ravens wide receiver one. Then he was traded to the Cardinals for a first round pick. So why did he make my list? That's a great question, Alan. I'm so glad you asked. Let's take a look. Hollywood Brown, he missed five games in the middle last year due to injury, which is why his numbers were so low to finish the year for fantasy. So here's where it gets a little bit more fun. So we all know that D-Hop was suspended for the first six weeks due to PEDs. So it made Hollywood the pseudo wide receiver one for the Cardinals in his absence. Hollywood Brown finished as wide receiver five overall for the first six weeks without Holly or without Hopkins playing in the game. It's looking pretty likely, guys, that, that DeAndre Hopkins will be traded this offseason, maybe to the Patriots, question mark, meaning that Hollywood will once again return to the wide receiver one status for the Cardinals. So it is worth noting that Kyler Murray, he may and most likely will not be ready at the beginning of the season due to the ACL tear that he suffered in week 14. But you could even use that as a buying tool if you're looking to try and get a, a cheaper wide receiver that will end up being a wide receiver one for a team. So. There's a lot of assumptions that I'm about to give. Let's assume that Hollywood Brown stayed healthy until the point that Kyler got hurt in week 14. And we're going to also assume that D-Hop's return lowered his average yards per game. Hollywood is still in contention for wide receiver numbers through week 14, which is when Kyler got hurt. So, And if, if the numbers actually stayed the same, Hollywood would still be wide receiver five if his numbers stay the same given all those assumptions. So I, I really like Hollywood here. He's not somebody that you're probably going to have to overspend on, but I, as a Cardinals fan, I follow the Cardinals. I think there's a really good chance that Hopkins is gone this year. If you love something, set it free. I've already done that mentally. And I think that the Cardinals should do that because I want, I want hop to get a ring and I think he deserves one and he will not get one with the Cardinals. So that means that Hollywood's a wide receiver one for them. And and upon Kyler's return, it's gonna be pretty nice. So he is my uh he is my second by low candidate. All right. Zach, who are you bringing in as number two? Well, you know me, guys. I like you're, bringing, you're the barrel. I like I like bringing things out of nothing. Uh so I'm gonna go on a position we have not talked about yet, and that is the tight end position. It's one of the most volatile positions in fantasy football. And I am going to go with Chigazim Akonkwo for the Tennessee Titans. I like this oh. one. He said the name. He yeah, did. I can't say the name. We've tried. Clip it. Clip it. He said the name. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the reasons I really like this is Austin Hooper contract up. He and, and, and Akonkwo was getting more catches at the end of the year. He's getting more targets. You started to see him develop into a tight end one. And with uh, Austin Hooper's contract up this offseason, um, it looks like Aconquo could be the lead tight end in Tennessee, which is an offense that runs the ball and then passes off play action. And when you're passing off play action, a lot of times tight end does a, does a, a small block, leaks out into the flat, and that's the guy they go to. 
Um, also, Conquo is an incredible athlete. Um, you know, we saw, I saw him make plays all the time because he's in the same division as my Jaguars. Um, and he made a couple big plays in the final week 18 game. Um, that was win or get in. Uh, fortunately though, my Jags were able to pull that one out, but, um, in terms of super buy low, super unproven. Um, I believe he had around, yeah, 450 yards receiving three touchdowns, but he only started in eight games last year. Definitely a lot of upside if he can continue to to grow and develop as a tight end one. Um, do I think he's going to be in that top three or top four spot in terms of tight ends? Not really. But do I think that he could be a top ten tight end? Absolutely. And when you're talking about a talking about a buy low guy, I'm looking at a guy that um, you're not spending hardly any money on, and you're able to get a lot of production on. Do you think that Malik Willis is going to be the starting quarterback for the Titans this year? I have no idea. Do you? I because in my mind, I think that plays a part in. I think really if, the the entire value for everybody but Derrick Henry on that offense. Yeah, I think honestly, I'm trying to think, I, it might be. It's going to sound crazy. It might actually be better for a tight end on Tennessee if Malik Willis is the starting quarterback because tight ends typically don't run a lot of deep routes. It's mostly yeah. a lot of shallow crosses, outs, that kind of thing, short, easy passes for a quarterback to complete, which is why a really good tight end is super, super valuable in the NFL. Um, so even if it is Malik Willis, I think there's still a lot of upside there. Now, that obviously there's a lot of questions about who who's going to play quarterback there. So obviously there is some risk involved. However, I think given Joshua Dobbs was able to throw to him um, pretty decently, I I, I think you even a, a second year. Sheesh. <laughs> Not even a five head. It's like a seven uh, Yeah. Head. I don't know where his hairline starts <laughs> and his forehead show ends. movie on it. I don't think he has a hairline. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think I, I don't think it, it matters all that much. Even if they have a bad quarterback in there, I think that on a with a, a team with a bad quarterback um, that likes to throw the ball short, I think a tight end is going to benefit from, from that more than most people outside of like receiving backs that play for the team. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think typically tight ends are the ones that benefit the most from uh, because they don't run those long routes. Yeah. Can you do me a huge favor, Zach, and just say his name one more time for for all of our listeners? Chigazim Okonkwo. <sighs> God, that's beautiful. Well I wish done. I could say that. Well I can't done. do it. I tried. <laughs> uh, Yeti, who are you bringing in as your last dynasty by low, my friend? Um, I don't have one, but Alan certainly does. Skirt. Yeah, Alan. I have I have one, but it's not even like a by low. Like we got Zach over here going bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I'm always interested in guys that are fundamentally changing, like through the draft could change their situation in an instant. And if you're going pre-draft, I put in Michael Pittman as somebody that people might be looking or mm -hmm. don't really care about right now because of the season that he had. But if you want to roll the dice and maybe throw out like a, I, you'd have to give up something pretty substantial draft pick wise, I feel like to get him at this time. But if a quarterback were to fall, let's say Anthony Richardson gets picked early and then, you know, like maybe a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud now falls into the lap of the Colts, that's instantly going to make somebody like Pittman an instant asset assuming that, that he can get the ball out there faster than matt ryan can and you're gonna get jt back he's gonna hopefully be healthy 
you're going to have a lot of things that are very optimistic for the Colts that would make somebody like Pittman that he could instantly change his situation, be viewed in a totally different light than he was last last season. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I have on there. No facts or figures other than like that's that's where my that's where my gut would go if I'm looking for somebody. Yeah, do you own Michael Pittman in, in a dynasty league? Would you sell him for the 108? No. No. I would need more than that because I the best wide receiver in this class is um Jackson Smith and Jinba. Yes. From Ohio State. Yeah. Um and I think he's going to be going at like the 104 105 mark typically. Um and so I'd be looking for probably early first round draft pick really for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know as somebody who has a couple of early first round draft picks, I don't know if I would spend that on Michael Pittman. I think that's where you get your disparity. I like that take though, Alan. I and I I tend to agree with you. I think that entire offense is going to benefit from not starting Sam Ellinger. So <laughs> and as much as I wanted to see Jeff Saturday as their head coach, they did get a real head coach now. And uh, and perhaps that will will benefit them. Um, quick quick question for you, Dynasty guys. Do what? So you say Injigba is going to be like one of the first ones from a dynasty yeah. from a fantasy standpoint. You know that because that's in contrast to what like the draft projects wide receivers to go. Like he's not even projected one of the first two or three wide receivers to go. So is so that just is, when you play dynasty? When you play dynasty? No, I know, but like. So these would be rookies that are getting drafted ahead of him. But I'm saying he's saying Njigba would be one. He'd be the first wide receiver off the board. So in, in our dynasty, we do like just a straight up rookie drafts in the super flex. The top five picks are usually the same across all mock drafts with Bijan going one, some kind of combination of Stroud, Young, um, probably Gibbs or Richardson. And then Jackson Smith goes okay. around that. So five like to not six even mark. not even like a Quentin Johnson coming out of TCU isn't he up would there. be later in the late first round. round. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah. I don't play like Jordan Addison out of USC, not up there. We need to get you in this dynasty league, man. He would be later first as well. Probably he's kind of slipping because his combine numbers weren't yeah, the but- best and a lot of people were you know, people are freaking out about the combine right now. And that's something yeah, that we could have <laughs> talked about. Well, let's say, let's say he goes to the, let's say he goes to the Seahawks. You still, he's on. I think home Smith. certainly plays a point. I think their home yeah. certainly does play a point. And as far as how people value them, because no matter if you're playing a, a dynasty or a redraft format, you have an ADP, right? So even yeah. for these rookie guys, there's still an ADP. That doesn't mean you have to follow it just like in redraft format, but that's kind of like where yeah, they're yeah, yeah. At, on average going. And I think their home, <laughs> is a large indicator of that. Like if you have a wide receiver that goes to say the bucks and Kyle Trask is their quarterback, that's not nearly as exciting as a wide receiver. Oh yeah. I get all that. The bears. I get all that. You put Michael Pittman in this draft. Is he the best wide receiver in this draft? Yes. Yeah. Okay. At this point, at this point, you know, and, and that's, you, you don't know the full potential of, of these people. And there's there's the thing is, is Michael Pittman is more proven, which is why he's probably more valuable than a rookie. Now, I'm not in the Jigba or I can't I, names, man. Listen, when you bus. get one of those hard names, you got to just say it with confidence. And Jigba. N- there yes. you go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, he, uh, he could be the next Jamar Chase or he could be the next Alec Pierce. Like, and, and there's a huge disparity in there. Not that Alec Pierce is bad, but like they're very 
clearly on two different islands. And that's yeah. that's not to take anything away from either player, but you, you just you're paying for certainty versus unproven at that point. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of why yeah, that I happens. Get it. Um, this last person that I have here is uncertain, and his name is Jamison Williams for the Lions, baby. Ooh. So, first off, I'm low key rooting for the Lions this year, and I think I, I do believe that they're a playoff team this year. And I've I've said that before. Lions are going to the playoffs this year. But second wide or second year wide receiver Jamison Williams is a sleeper player that I look at acquiring now, as I do believe his value is going to increase. So I I don't have any insane stats to support this, but. There is, there's the argument I, I've come up with is he was drafted in the first round by the Lions this last year. He was a top tier, talented, elite wide receiver that was drafted in the first round of the draft this last year. However, he didn't play for those that do not know because he tore an ACL in the, uh, the championship game for college mm-hmm. um, the year previous. So uh, he was unable to make his NFL debut until week 13. And even then, he was pretty much not used. So he ended up tallying like one reception on nine targets for 41 yards and a touchdown. He played 19% of snaps when he came back. So why in the world would you go get this guy? Because he, I, I think that the talent is there. I think that him coming in as a rookie in week 13, much like Deshaun Watson, was not very beneficial because everybody, the machine was well-oiled at this point all across the board, and they didn't want to throw a rookie in and expect greatness out of him. And I don't think they, I think that they knew when they drafted him, he really wasn't going to get used this last year, but they want to give him time to fully heal and then acquaint him into the NFL this year. So I, I count this upcoming year more as his rookie year and and the lines have come out and suggested that that they are expecting big things from James Williams this year. Mm-hmm. The general manager, uh, Brad Holmes, had suggested recently um, they were talking about accountability and that Williams, quote unquote, obviously had to hold his part and make sure he's doing everything he needs to do. So they're expecting big things from this guy, and I, and I I'm expecting big things from him. Very clearly, you have Amon Ross St. Brown in that offense, and and I. I don't think Jamison Williams beats out Amon Ross St. Brown, but I think more than anything else, they'll complement each other very nicely. Jamison Williams is incredibly fast. That is what he is known for, and he opens up the deep ball potential for these Lions, which also opens up Amon Ross St. Brown. The only difference is is Amon Ross St. Brown is incredibly expensive, and Jamison Williams is a hell of a lot cheaper. So he is my last buy. Okay. Um, Zach? My my last buy low is much less uh, bottom of the barrel than the. Previous. Damn it! You're coming back up to the surface. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was enjoying I'm you down sorry. There I wish I could find another guy that was like <laughs> down there, but everywhere I looked, there was just gunk. So, um, my last buy low, uh, and it's a lot of it is just because of uncertainty. We don't know what this guy is gonna look like because he was suspended last year for gambling on football games, and that's Calvin Ridley. Okay, so Calvin Ridley, just I I, I don't want to get too in the, into the stats, but his last full season that he played, where he was the number one wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, he had ninety receptions for thirteen hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Okay, he is going to be on a team that has many more weapons than that Atlanta Falcons team had. I don't think he's going to see those kind of targets. I think it was 143 targets or something like that. I don't think he's going to get those kind of numbers and targets, but the the other the opposing defense having to cover Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne out of the backfield, that's a lot of guys to cover. 
And Calvin Ridley is a fantastic wide receiver. He's a great route runner, has good hands. I think that if you can get him for relatively cheap, you get him. What is relatively cheap to you? I, it kind of depends on on uh, what 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 kind of roster you have at the moment. If, I mean, if you're looking for like if you're a wide receiver too short of potentially being a contender, um, then you you would pay. I, I would pay a lot for him. Um, however, would if you you're, pay a first round pick for him? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, if you're if you're all set at wide receiver, I think that that number <laughs> goes way up. <laughs> but uh, I I think that uh, I I, th- I just think that or way down. Sorry. Um, I I just think that he's he's set up for a really big year. He's going to get this offseason work with Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, get accustomed to that offense. Um, we saw how quickly the turnaround was from Christian Kirk coming in to him having an incredible season. Calvin Ridley being added to this team gives Trevor Lawrence another weapon to throw to another weapon that I think is actually a better wide receiver than Christian Kirk in totality. I think Christian Kirk's a good wide receiver, but I don't think he's as good as Calvin Ridley. And I think that, I mean, a lot of people are saying he's the number one receiver in the NFC South right now or AFC South. I apologize. I, Alan and Yeti, I'm, I before we wrap this this fantasy conversation up, I, I'm curious to know who is more expensive because I think both of these guys are in a similar category here. Calvin Ridley was brought up by Zach. Yeti, you brought up Amari Cooper. They're both kind of in that same age category. So for dynasty purposes, that is a concern. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley has been, you know, we're, we're going to generously say two years removed from the NFL. It's mm-hmm. more like a year and a half. But so, I mean... Alan, as somebody who didn't bring either of these people to the table, who's more who is more expensive in your mind? Ooh. Uh at this point in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Man, I love Cooper. I love them both. I think the the I want to say Ridley. I I want to lean that way only because there's I mean, he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. He's kind of been chilling. And I don't know what Watson's going to give you next year um, if you're looking at Cooper, right? And so oh, that's a great question. I'm going to lean Ridley, but I'm not like sold on it. Like, I think they are pretty equal in my eyes as far as like what I would want to give to put them on my team. Is there any concern as the bipartisan here? Is there any concern that Ridley may or may not have lost a step in his absence? there yeah there could be i see what you're saying there yeah there could be but at the same time i think from cooper's end i think you saw what that offense kind of looked like towards the end of last year and that's concerning to me too like i don't know if i'd want to roll the dice more on is cooper going to come back and and mesh with that offense a little better they have a year under their belt we just said you know um lawrence come back like i think there's a lot of intriguing pieces that would open it up for him i'm also looking at touchdowns like who do i think could possibly get their share of touchdowns and you look at how the Browns score touchdowns, it's not necessarily going to, you know, Coop, whereas I know they have ETN too, but I think they're going to want to sling it around. I also look at that division. I also look at where they're playing. It's typically warmer or in domes. Like I tend to lean to players that will operate more in those categories throughout the year. Okay. 
I was just curious. I, I, if I was to pick, I think Cooper would be just a little bit more expensive, um, but marginally more expensive. See, I think it's more the other way around. You'd rather I have think, Calvin Ridley than than Cooper. I'm not saying I'd rather have Ridley, but I think Ridley is going to cost more because people who drafted Ridley or have held on to Ridley, they're going to want a lot for him in order for you to pry him you know, pry him off of your hands because he's been sitting on their bench for a year. Now that he's in a good offense, a high powered passing offense, he has so much potential. He has probably low end wide receiver to high end wide receiver to upside every week. Sure. But so does Cooper. Yeah. So does Cooper. But I mean, people have been waiting for a year to play Ridley. And And so I think you can't. I understand that, but you have Cooper on your dynasty football team. Yep. If you could trade Cooper for Calvin right now, would you? One to one. I personally would rather have Cooper, and I might okay. sound a little biased because I, he's my buy low, but I think with Jacksonville, there are too many mouths to feed in that offense. Whereas with Cleveland, it's pretty clear between you still got Cooper, Nick Chubb. Ch- Cooper, Chubb, and Ninjoku. Yeah. DPJ is more their deep threat guy. I get that, but. Possession old guys like Amari Cooper, I'm not too worried about that. Okay, I was just curious because I see him. I I think they're very close in value. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ridley is a little bit cheaper in my marginally cheaper than Cooper in my eyes. But I kind of for Dynasty, they're getting close to the same age. Ridley's mm-hmm. kind of unknown in a new offense with yeah. a new system with. Um, Two years removed. So, yeah. 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 So I was just curious there. Uh, but we're, we're going to wrap this up. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about March Gladness for just a little bit. It is our campaign to make the Brainiac smile. So every single week this month for the rest of March, instead of March Madness, we're going to bring some joy to you with some gladness. So every week this month, I was about to say this year, every week <laughs> this month, we are giving away free signed nfl jerseys so this week we are giving away a free signed gabe davis jersey if you're a bills fan if you're not a bills fan and you really want a free signed nfl jersey go over to twitter it's very easy all you have to do is retweet our pinned tweet and be following us and you're good to go and uh, next week we are giving away another jersey that is not a gabe davis jersey so make sure you are following us because it could be one of interest. The entry for that might be a little bit different than just retweeting and following us, but could be a little bit cooler too. So go yeah. check that out. And last but not least, Zach, I want to say thank you for coming on to Leather Brains today. You were an incredible first guest. Go follow Zach. Yeah, let's give him a shout out real quick. Yeah, put the hat on. Damn. Yeah. yeah. True Leather Brain right there. Hey, we got Official a Official Brainiac. We got to get those. We, start <laughs> we, do those. we do need to get those. We, we missed a real like opportunity at fucking, Yeti's wedding. We look like we look like posers right now. We do. He's the real deal. He brains. is leather brains. <laughs> Alan, I, I, I leather brains, founder. guys. They actually sent me this. They're too modest to admit it, but they sent it to me in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> they said, wear this on the podcast. Slap dog. Yeah, yeah that's, slap dog that's led us bad. astray. Sorry, guys. Uh, but I go follow uh, Zach in, in, uh, at, at Beerly Sports. And there, I believe on their their page, you can see all of the additional pages that they have to yep. include their hockey, their football specific and baseball page. And yeah. uh, when Zach, when your uh, podcast episodes come out so they can go uh, tune in there. So they're going to typically come out uh, every Wednesday. Currently in the off season, we do biweekly instead of weekly just because there's less news to cover. 
Uh, so right now, uh, we just posted the last one or the most recent one today um, that we recorded last night. And then we're going to take a week off and then the next week it'll be up as well. And that's on. We also nice. are on YouTube as well. If, if you'd rather watch rather than listen, you can find us on YouTube at Beerly Sports as well. Perfect. Go give them a follow, Brainiacs. And, uh, and Zach, we do appreciate your time and, and you joining us here today. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Gentlemen, anything else we need to cover? No, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Zach. Oh, I got one more thing. Don't take Anthony Richardson or Will Levis if you're an NFL GM. They're traps. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it. It was shelved, Alan. I know. <laughs> we will time. get to it, though. I, I promise we will get to it. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. We are out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leather Brains. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app and YouTube, as well as following us at Leather Brains on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for specific fantasy advice, including draft advice, trade insight, starts and sits, or even if you want our thoughts on your sports bets, please feel free to send us a DM on Twitter for an answer and a chance to have your question featured on a future episode. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back before you know it.